0: There's nothing wrong with getting information from the internet and looking at different sources, but just don't go to one website and read something and think it's the end all be all. Make sure you're doing your research. It's just a little bit troublesome because I feel like a lot of this information comes out and really it's oversimplified. And I think it gives people maybe a false sense of security if they're following some of this advice without knowing all the other nuances and building that into their planning. (laughs)
1: Welcome to Your Retirement Planning Simplified with your host, Joseph Curry, a CFP professional who is going to help you learn how to simplify your retirement planning. This podcast is all about helping you answer those burning questions you've had about your retirement possibilities and making a plan to get there. Through retirement planning education, resources, and expert interviews, Joe will help you get clear on your retirement vision, how to simplify it, and what you'll need specifically to achieve or maintain your financial freedom. Ready to live out your retirement dreams and create future opportunities for the ones you love? Then let's get started.
0: Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Your Retirement Planning Simplified. I am Joe Curry with my co-host as always, Lindsay Wilson. How are you, Lindsay?
2: I'm good, Joe. So I thought we'd jump into this one today that you've been reading some retirement planning articles and there's been a few key takeaways from your reading that you've been doing. You wanted to discuss a topic that you've been feeling a bit troubled about.
0: Yeah. So as you know, as you just mentioned, obviously I do a lot of reading around retirement research, retirement articles, all that kind of stuff. And there is a lot of good stuff out there. But in reading one specific article today from a pretty popular Canadian retirement website, I won't mention the name, but it's just a little bit troublesome because I feel like a lot of this information comes out and really it's oversimplified. And I think it gives people maybe a false sense of security if they're following some of this advice without knowing all the other nuances and building that into their planning. Anyway, yeah, I thought maybe we'd just talk a little bit about that. What are your thoughts? Does that make sense?
2: Well, something that we were talking about just prior to starting recording in one particular article you were thinking of. Was like, we are all for keeping retirement planning simple, but there is a line between it being simple and it being an oversimplification. So maybe you could speak to a bit about your thoughts on that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So when we talk about your retirement planning simplified, what we really are trying to do is we're trying to talk as best as we can in a language that our listeners can relate to and understand, right? So I think on the last episode, for example, we mentioned when we were reading a quote from an article. I mentioned stocks well stocks for some people make sense but for other people their advisor might talk about equities mm-hmm. yet again they might think of company ownership or shares right So it's trying to educate people on some of the jargon in our industry. So it's understandable. Absolutely. And trying to do concepts with our clients, You know, with our guardrails, which we've borrowed from Matthew Jarvis. I mean, the reason I love them so much, aside from it's a really good plan for retirement income, like moving forward for clients, it's also visual so people can actually understand it, right? So when we show someone that in a client meeting, they tell us how much easier that is to understand rather than a 90% success rate or some other kind of language that really doesn't tell them if they're going to be okay or not. So that's kind of what we mean.
2: Yeah, dollar figure is clearer than a percentage. Like that's a more tangible way of understanding your portfolio.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You got it.
2: So in thinking about this particular article or any of the articles you've been reading recently, were there any key takeaways or what was good in some of the articles you were reading?
0: Yeah. So specifically, this article is talking about how much retirement income can I generate from this amount of money, which is something we've talked about in the past. So it's a great article. It's a question a lot of people are asking. Because they want to know what kind of income can I expect in retirement? And so they talked about a few of the different variables. So, you know, how long are you going to live will play a factor. What kind of return are you going to get? It's going to play a factor. Are you including inflation in that? And how is that going to affect the outcomes? Is it taxable? So coming from a RIF, for example, RRIF, or registered retirement income fund, or is it tax-free, maybe coming out of a tax-free savings account? So those are some of the good things they were taking into consideration, some of those variables.
2: How about the not so good?
0: Well, at the end of the day, they kind of mention how there's all these variables, but then they, I think, using their languages, we could really boil it down to two things, which is how long will you live and what is your investment return going to be?
2: So, what's problematic about those two?
0: Yeah. So, Lindsay, and I could probably have you do this episode because you probably heard me talk about this enough. But I don't know about you, but I don't know too many people who know exactly how long they're going to live. Not at all. I've heard a lot of different expectations for what returns might look like or what they should be for a portfolio. Mm -hmm. But whatever we think the returns are going to be doesn't really matter because at the end of the day, we can't control that. You know, to be honest with you, even GIC returns are not predictable. I mean, we can make them predictable for like five years. But, and we talked about this on the last episode. There's also the sequence of inflation, the amount of return we're getting after we adjust the cost of living up for inflation. Even if we have a five year GIC paying 5%, we don't really know how much of that is gonna be a return above or below inflation. So we have no predictability on returns. I guess maybe a few other things that we need to think about when we're trying to make things so simple. And we've talked about this a lot, even lately, the sequence of return risk. So I just talked about the inflation. We did a whole episode on the variable inflation or sequence of inflation risk. We talked about sequence of return risk, which is our portfolio might be bad in the early years. We might get it perfect. We predicted a 6 or 7% return or whatever the number is. We might get it perfect, but those returns are going to come at different times. We're going to have good returns. and bad returns is going to average out. And when we get those returns is going to matter a lot.
2: And just to touch back on how long will I live, longevity is one of the risks that we covered in an earlier podcast. There's a series of risks that we covered in an earlier podcast, but longevity being one of them, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So sequence of return, longevity, the risk of being too conservative, yeah, inflation risks,
2: medical expenses, yeah,
0: healthcare is so a lot of things that we don't know exactly. And then we could take it a step further beyond that is what's the order of withdrawal that we're gonna take for investments? So again, that's sounding complicated, but what I mean by that is are we taking money from our RSPs first? Are we taking money from tax-free savings accounts or from non registered accounts? we are blending those out. So at the end of the day, is this income coming after tax or before tax? Because a portfolio that's going to generate me $50,000 of retirement annual income that's before tax or after tax is really different. There's a big difference there. What actually ends up in my pocket if I'm trying to figure out what my budgeting is for retirement? The point I'm trying to make here is there's a lot of factors that go into a retirement plan. And also we mentioned this on the last episode, I believe, is that planning is not a one-time event. So we can't just plug some numbers that we don't even know the actual answer to into a calculator to tell us how much we can spend in retirement because it's going to change the next day. It's going to be wrong. So we need a plan where we're revisiting this on a regular basis and updating And so I'm not saying there's no good information in that article, because like I said, they did talk about some of the variables, but it just to me seemed like an oversimplification where it's just saying, if you just plug in how long you're going to live and what return you're going to get, you're going to know how much you can spend from your portfolio in retirement and not run out of money. And I feel like if people are reading that, it's going to make it sound like, well, I could just do this on my own and running those numbers. And then they're potentially in for a big shock halfway through their retirement. To me, just a little worrying. And I just kind of wanted to rant on that a little bit to make sure that, yeah, people understand that there's a lot that goes into it. And there's nothing wrong you know, with getting information from the internet and looking at different sources. But Just don't go to one website and read something and think it's the end all be all. Make sure you're doing your research if you're going to try and do this on your own.
2: Absolutely. And I'll, of course, link to the Retirement Risks podcast in our show notes so that people can take a look at some of the complications that can arise. And of course, we have our Retirement Navigator, which is a simplified retirement planning tool, but also, you know, walks you through all the steps in in planning for retirement which I'll also include in the show notes as well.
0: Yeah, it's actually a great resource for people to start working through some of their own planning and getting an idea of all the things that they need to consider. Absolutely. The last thing I'll say, Lindsay, is just a bit of a teaser. We have lined up our next two weeks after this are going to be a part one and a part two of basically some more risks and retirement.
2: That's right. Yeah. Okay. Great. Well, thank you, Joe. Thank you, Lindsay. Investment services are provided through Matthews & Associates Investments of Aligned Capital Partners, Incorporated, and approved trade name of Aligned Capital Partners, Inc. (ACPI). Only investment-related products and services are offered through ACPI slash Matthews & Associates Investments of ACPI and covered by the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. Tax planning, financial planning, and insurance services are provided through Matthews & Associates. Matthews & Associates is an independent company separate and distinct from ACPI slash Matthews & Associates Investments of ACPI. Matthews & Associates are not licensed tax professionals and you should consult with your tax advisor before acting on any recommendations.
1: Thank you for joining us for this latest episode of Your Retirement Planning Simplified. Be sure to tune back in for the next episode and until then, we're here to help you simplify and succeed in your retirement planning.